0: Hello and welcome to Step by Step, a podcast by Future Commerce presented by OmniSend. Welcome to season four of Step by Step. You are listening to episode one of four. Today it is tougher than ever to attract an online shopper. It really feels like everywhere you turn, you have to spend more money, more money to acquire the customer than more money to earn back their loyalty to bring them back to the website. How do the big brands do it? How can a startup compete? How to direct to consumer brands, get their feet under them when there's so many channels for customers today. And how do you make sense of all those channels? That's what this podcast is all about. If you're an independent retailer, if you're an e-commerce startup, if you're in direct to consumer or you're a business that's bootstrapped, that has no intent to exit. If you fall into any of those categories, this podcast series is for you. In this four-part series, we're speaking with the founders of small and medium-sized e-commerce brands to help you craft the ultimate multi-channel customer journey to help leverage automation and take your marketing to the next level. You're going to acquire some customers and we're going to teach you how. We're going to take you from zero to hero, step by step. Joining us today on the first episode of season four of Step by Step is Redis Loris. Redis is the founder and CEO of OmniSend, and he's going to tell us how a DTC brand can compete with an established brand. It's a question that I've had for a long time. How do you fulfill on every customer expectation in the modern age and do it when you're just getting started? It's a fascinating listen. I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's join Redis as he teaches us how DTC can stand toe-to-toe with established brands. Step by step Today with us is the CEO and co-founder of Omnisend who is helping host this series Mr. Redis
1: Loris welcome to the show Hey, pleasure to be here and really great to talk to your listeners. Well, uh, thank you.
0: And uh, we are going to answer a bunch of burning questions that I know businesses uh, of all sizes have today. I mean, one of which is how can they? How can you use marketing automation to get more done with less? That's something we talk about all the time. Uh, how can you keep customers coming back for more? And uh, how can how can you retain customers? Those are things that I think Omnisend has a particular view in the world, particular viewpoint about. And I don't want to take for granted that our listeners know who you are or what Omnisend is. So maybe you can give us a little bit of insight into both of those questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, personally, myself, I'm. you have already introduced, I'm co-founder and mm-hmm. CEO of Omnisend and, uh, pers- I'm, I'm an entrepreneur myself. So, uh, I was, I was running one another business since I was, um, 21. So for more than 15 years already, and, uh, and never actually was employed. So, uh, now, now Omnisend provides a uh, service and help earn money and run their business for people like, like myself. So that's what makes me super happy. And what Omnisent is, so we are marketing automation tool built for e-commerce. So anyone who's selling online, we help you to communicate with your customers uh, while sending more relevant messages uh, on the right time, right messages to your customers with email, okay. uh, SMS, web push notifications. So we're using different channels to better communicate with your customers.
2: And a longtime partner of Future Commerce. Thank you. We've, we've loved working with you. Um, the tool is super cool. Uh, and just really applaud what you've been able to accomplish as a part of your business.
1: Uh, likewise, Brian. It's really great pleasure to to work with you guys. And we believe, strongly believe in the power uh, of cooperation. So that's really great to work with you. And thanks for kind words.
0: There's a an interesting thing that uh, we keep hearing about, which is, you know, this... Uh, 2020 has been challenging for businesses everywhere. Uh, but in particular, you know, we've we've seen the growth of e-commerce, but the overall sort of uh, uh, troubles in retail. Uh, I'm curious, from your vantage point, what do you think the biggest challenges that merchants face today in 2020? And you know, maybe by way of which, maybe that takes you into, you know, what what can we automate to overcome some of those challenges?
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. So, um, 2020 is just absolutely unusual. And that's, that's a fact. And I believe like 2021 will be, um, similarly challenging year for everybody. It doesn't matter where you are actually based. Uh, So it's, 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 a Google challenge and talking about uh, merchants or e-commerce businesses or online uh, commerce businesses. So I, I I would say there are three main challenges. First one is already existing businesses. They, uh, the supply chains, the supply chains are broken at, at, uh, mm. at some time, and uh, this is the challenges which uh, already established e-commerce businesses are still facing. They used to face it like, at the very beginning of 2020. That probably was the, the peak, but uh, as uh, as currently, once we're recording, the um, our world is going into somewhere, third wave somewhere, second wave, like third wave in the United States, second wave in Europe. So. Uh, definitely there will be more challenges like this, that you have customers, you will have people who are willing to buy from you, but you don't have what to sell. So probably this is this is the first big challenge. The second big challenge is really demand. For uh, certain categories, uh, the demand just got extremely, extremely down. Um, those who are serving all the hospitality industry, those who are serving uh, travel, uh, let's say we have some customers who uh, reached out to us and say, look, uh, we are producing backpacks for travelers. I mean mm-hmm. our 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 turnaround went down like dramatically. So this is probably the, the second challenge n- not everyone is is facing, but there's uh, still a big group of those. And then we saw like this year we have um, account freeze uh like at the record high rates. Uh once some other customers are really growing because we are selling online and e commerce is growing, but we, at the same time, we have the record high account freeze uh, attempts. That means that uh, our customers are just freezing the account, they're not canceling, they're not going out of business, but they are pausing it. Uh, so this is the second challenge. And the third challenge mm-hmm. I would see is really what you have mentioned already a bit. So a lot of traditional retailers are uh, only now finally coming online, or they emphasizing emphasizing their online presence much more uh, compared to what they used to do. So definitely this uh, finally transformation from uh, offline retail, from standard retail, old school retail is happening currently. Before the COVID, I was, I was estimating that it's going to happen in, in 7 to 10 years. So now it's being super accelerated and it's going to happen in coming like two to three years. So that's what I'm thrilled. Uh, to see, but at the same time, it's definitely uh, a challenge for a chunk of those who are selling online.
2: Those are quite a set of challenges, my goodness. And um, some of them are opportunities. Some of them are, you know, things that have to be overcome. Um, and I, and it, I think that uh, <laughs> you know, looking ahead and in, in, in looking at you know what we've seen from AmiSend and other tools in different spaces, do you see? automation being a way to help address some of these issues like for instance the you know demand issue you know being able to to sort of spark up additional demand or, or find additional audiences or markets um or or you know just you know the growth online like do you find automation is mm-hmm. going to be a solution for some of these things
1: yeah, definitely. It, it will be and it is. So uh, mainly for, for two reasons here. First, first one is, as in uh, times of uncertainty from a business perspective, what happens, you, you want to be more conscious about, about your spendings and about your expenses. So definitely automation is what, what uh, allows you to, to eliminate or minimize the need of manpower. And it's much more predictable. Uh, the, the The cost for the tools are not going up that much, and you can cancel the tool uh, at any point, uh, And it's much easier comparing to to like firing people. Uh, so that's that's the first thing where automation helps a lot. And uh, and secondly, you we, were asking about demand. Can it uh, increase demand? So what do we see from our from the customers or consumers and consumers those who are buying from our customers that during crisis, and this crisis is is, is, crisis is not an exception. People are willing more to buy from the brands they trust and they know. What does that mean? That communicating with your existing customer base, it's really what helps you increase and grow more, or at least keep the same demand level. It's uh, it's becoming more and more difficult to attract new customers, but definitely retention is where you have to focus on. And uh, marketing automation mainly is being used to retain your customers and to communicate with your existing customers base.
0: I think that there's been a lot of conversation around attracting new customers. Retention is often heralded as a great place to make some investments because you don't have to reacquire another customer or spend money to acquire a new customer. But you do spend money, right, To to have tools that accomplish automation. There's a, a wealth of platforms that say that they do this without overselling OmniSend, you really focus on three types of engagements with the customer, and that's email, SMS, and notifications. Is that really all you need to have that sort of long recapture of the customer interest and and have a relationship with the customer of a lifetime? Or is this just the beginning?
1: Yeah. So uh, again, those channels, those are channels kind of the most convenient now and the most effective now. And and uh, there might be more emerging mm-hmm. channels as SMS was kind of seemed to be dead uh five years ago and mm-hmm. it was kind of super spammy channel channel and there was no way to actually properly opt out and opt into that channel and and now it's it's kind of becoming more and more popular the same the same push notification so we, we can't really cover like w- w- all of those channels like one by one but uh, yeah. what 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 I want to say that like uh as, as just to to, to, to to react to what you said, but you have to both invest into into retention and like pay for tools, pay for, for, for channels, for sending messages, as well as like for, for acquire new customers. But uh, I would like to emphasize what you have mentioned as well, like reacquire customers. So it's, it's way cheaper, way cheaper. It's way cost effect, more cost effective. Once you communicate with your existing customers, and once you have a permission from your customers to do that, comparing mm-hmm. to trying to require your customers through like public channels. Let's call them public channels: Facebook ads, Google ads, etc. Uh, so it's kind of way, way cheaper, like many times cheaper. That's why you have to focus more on uh, really. Uh, you know, retaining your customers with a uh, channels which are meant to 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 retain customers, not to acquire new ones. It's it's a first thing, and uh, and definitely those those three channels, uh, email, uh, text messages, and web push notifications, which we are working on, are the most effective. Uh, and I'm I'm super confident to tell that because we uh, have deprecated two other channels which we had. It was WhatsApp and it was Facebook Messenger, uh, but we have discontinued supporting that because we saw those channels are not anyway close closely effective to those free in channels for those who do sell online for e-commerce marketing purposes so um so definitely uh email text messages and push are the most effective channels and uh, uh I have some stats so maybe maybe it could be interesting for 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 the listeners I can mm, share yeah. some like let's like, you know like let's say sms is a channel so um Average click rate. What we see, we don't see open rates due to technical limitations here. But like click rate, average click rate for uh, our basis, like uh, almost fifteen percent, and uh, and uh, conversion rate is more than two percent. So it has increased from ten percent to fifteen percent in 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 one year, twenty twenty compared to twenty nineteen. So that's 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 a huge up uh, uplift. And comparing to let's say campaigns, email campaigns, so. Uh, uh, average open rate of a campaign is somewhere around like 10%. So uh definitely SMS is more effective. Uh that's 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 great. And uh, and it's it's growing. The effectiveness is growing and what's good that the the list of subscribers are growing. Uh which usually was the biggest challenge for the businesses, all those who sell online and marketers, that they have a huge subscriber list of email subscribers, but very tiny list of SMS subscribers and very tiny list of uh, web push notification subscribers. So now businesses are kind of more and more working equally to, to grow their subscriber base across different channels. And that's why they get better and better results from those different channels. And of course, mm. com- and of course, combining those channels on uh, a single uh, automations and on uh, on customer lifecycle journey, uh, it's really what like drives the best uh, results.
0: It, so it, it's a combination of channels. Certainly, there's no one channel that uh, you know should be the the center of all of the activity. But there does seem to be a lot of interest in SMS right now. I'm yeah. curious. What you think is a tri- like what to what would you attribute the success of SMS adoption uh, when so many folks were saying that SMS shouldn't be used for marketing purposes just four or five years ago? Uh, are our customers just more open and to it now?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, much more confidence in ability to unsubscribe, and I think this is this is the key the key thing what mm. has changed. Mm. Yeah, four or five years ago, it was uh, technically no way to really unsubscribe. And it was really being used uh, uh, as a spam channel. Once you just acquire a list of phone numbers and just start sending messages for the customers or for the receivers which have no clue from whom they are receiving those messages and they have never subscribed. So once it has been converted uh, to to be used more like uh, an email, where you opt in, uh, and it was—it has been regulated uh, throughout the world that you know just send uh, text messages without the permission to receive is uh, is illegal. So regulation, I would say, really helped in this case uh, because mm-hmm. customers are expressing proactively that yes, I want to communicate. I want you as a brand, as a store, to communicate with me, and I'm okay to do it uh, by SMS. It's the first thing. And the second thing is that technical abilities, like you know, in the United States and Canada, you just supply stop and that's how you unsubscribe. In, uh, in all other countries, let's say at Omnisend, we, we mandatory put the unsubscribe link in each and every text message you send out. So for end uh, customer, for consumers, so easy to unsubscribe. So much more confident oh. in leaving phone number for, uh, for you as, as a marketer, for you as a brand.
0: Future Commerce is brought to you by OmniSend. OmniSend is a powerful e-commerce tailored email and SMS marketing automation platform. It is built to give nimble teams the ability to drive more revenue without increasing their workload. That's right. You have a one-click e-commerce stack integration, pre-built workflows, and intuitive segmentation. And that makes it easy to get up and running without diving into the gritty details. That is unless you want to. It is a powerful platform for businesses of all sizes. Find out why Duke Cannon, Toac Chocolate, and 50,000 other high growth e-commerce brands choose OmniSend. To give them a shortcut to revenue growth and grow their business while putting it on autopilot, find out today what OmniSend can do for you. Go to OmniSend.com slash future commerce. That's OmniSend.com slash future commerce. Put your marketing automation to work and connect with your customers in every channel with OmniSend. Visit them at OmniSend.com slash future commerce.
2: Something you said a little earlier that I want to come back to as well, which was that, you know, you, you said reacquiring customers and retaining customers is sort of absolutely key. This this makes me think customer lifetime value is really where you're headed with this. and um, And so, you know, as we look at, you know, there's... Th- in Different industries and so on. How how would you go about measuring um, customer lifetime value? And and what um, and you know you've brought up a bunch of different channels that are good for retaining and reacquiring customers. Um, how would you say they play into that sort of like larger view of the customer?
1: Yeah, that's like great question. I, I like I like those questions. So I kind of still so lifetime value is just monetary uh, monetary. Uh, expression of what you expect to earn uh, from one uh, specific particular customer or average customer of, of your business, so, which, which is important. But I would say kind of for a marketer, what is even more important, which is attached to lifetime values, life cycle of your customer. So uh, what uh, does your customer uh, actually do while he or she is with your brand? So once, let's say, customer lifetime values Let's say one thousand bucks so and it's being spent in 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 five purchases throughout twelve months or twenty four months so what does actually then happen from the moment when uh when your potential customer lands to your website for the first time till the till the time when he or she actually never gets back, which usually happens sometimes it can happen after ten years but but i mean uh, the customers the customers uh change and that turn, turn turnaround exists. So uh, life cycle is very important. I, and I would say and that's what we really advocate here at Omniscient, and, and, and myself, I do that as well, that instead of us marketers, I mean, instead of thinking in campaigns, we have to think in customer life cycle. So it's not me who wants to tell something. It's what about what my customer, that individual customer wants to hear from me now. Mm. And that's where automation gets in as well, that automation is the only effective way is actually to listen to the signals which your customers are sending and then send marketing messages on the right time because you just received the signal that your customer is interested in something and that's Hmm. how you personalize the content, that's how you make your messages much more relevant for the customers and then open rates like boost, like conversion rate boost because those messages are much better received by your customers. Hmm.
0: This, this is. I think this is the core of of what every marketer is looking for. And I think the the question always comes back to, especially in small and medium sized businesses, how can you be truly adept at marketing and speaking one to one with a customer uh, when you wear so many hats or when you balance so many things. Uh, it's, it's one thing if all you do is think about full time, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but the idea that you, you know, if, if that's all you could think about is how you, you know, how you create and craft the right message for the right customer at the right time and put it into a platform that automates all of that is certainly that's cape your, your pot. It's possible the, the, the capabilities out there, there are plenty of ways that we've done that over the last 10 years as e-commerce has grown, but, um, what if, that isn't your full-time job. <laughs> what if you have other things you have to do? Um what wh- how are you trying to solve for that when building a you know a brand new automation platform? Uh because there you know someone could say, hey, this, like I have tools that do this. Today I also have people that I pay to plug that stuff into those tools.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very good question. So um mm. uh, you know once um what's that? anyone is kind of launching uh, the business. So, uh, yeah, so actually it's where the automation could help. And we see, we see now nowadays, a lot of, a lot of, uh, people who are like very small, very, very nimble, very tiny, even teams, which, uh, launching and running and growing great businesses. And, uh, probably the best example is like the, the boost of Shopify. And like explosion of how many like there are millions of online stores there which mm. you could not imagine like again five or ten years ago uh, that everyone could start their business as a side hustle maybe initially but a lot of them become successful and that's what they convert into their lifestyle uh, uh, business or so maybe even even the big companies and this is where actually automation helps a lot and just you know. A simple example, in in order to prepare a proper email campaign, you need visuals, you need copy, uh, you need maybe segment your customers. So, of course, you can send to entire subscribers, but at least copy and visuals you need, and you have to spend some time to send the campaign. But uh, to uh, launch automation, uh, you need almost the same time to launch automation. And you do it once, and you forget it. You just set and forget, and uh, use sleep. And uh, tools like Omnis and uh, similar to us, we do the job. You don't need to, to kind of every every day every every week to to run a new campaign and new campaign and new campaign. So of course, initially you invest a bit more of your time and maybe effort to launch those automations, but then you get like, much better results. And like uh, and uh, the revenue being generated, uh, through automated messages like emails, text messages, web push notifications is like increasing dramatically. And we ran, um, a bit of, of, of research, uh, about our customers. So in the past 12 months, uh, uh, like 26% of, uh, email conversions were genera- generated by automated emails. Uh, and, uh, lift, uh, lift of this was, uh, year of year was uh, huge as well. I mean, so it's, it was around 90%. So, uh, automation is becoming more and more effective. And, uh, again, in some comparison, let's say campaign, like standard campaign, once you send manually, you, on average, across our customer base it has around 11% open rate. As like product abandonment uh, has fifty one percent open rate, cart abandonment has thirty percent open rate, and you know browser abandonment has twenty six percent open rate. And like wow. post post-purch- purchase purchase mm-hmm. campaigns, we have twenty five percent open rate, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So you know what does that mean that you just automate uh, throughout customer lifecycle once like you know starting with welcome birthday greetings, uh, abundance, like browse product abundance, uh, post-purchase campaigns, uh, custom reactivation campaigns, etc. So you invest invest a bit of time initially and then you just forget and you just earn money. Well, I mean, tools are earning money for you while you are taking care of first, making the best product. Hmm. Mm.
2: And man, it sounds like uh, automation is like, King here, like the machines are taking over. <laughs> uh, but, 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 my actually, my question there is, I mean, it's it's clear there are certain things where like automation makes a ton of sense, and it's you know it's resulting in a lot of really really beneficial things for, for SMBs and and even large businesses. But um, are there things that shouldn't be automated versus like you know what should be automated versus what shouldn't be automated? Um. Yeah.
1: So um, I would say like go. Oh, you should automate um, timing and 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 like and uh, segments to whom to to send what. So that's what should be automated, uh, like at a, at a high at a high level. And what should not be automated is probably creativity, uh, which you know, like whatever copy, design, uh, look and feel, what actually your brand, what your product, what your service stands for, how do you how do you position yourselves how how do you communicate with your customers so that's uh, what could not be automated probably that's that's what sort we of think
0: wow so that makes the sense i have never heard a company that focuses so so much on automation talk about not automating creativity uh, <laughs> I, I i love that because yeah. i think that's the human piece of you know of of the story and we're going to speak with so many people uh, who have done this in this series. I I think of, uh, of Kaylin of Jiggy Puzzles and how she's taken all of that wealth of creative and she has, you know, created a way for her to continue to be in front of the customer while she is away developing new partnerships and developing new products and supporting artists. And, um, so she's doing the things she wants to do and not necessarily the things that a full-time marketer would have to do. Um, find that so Fascinating. Yeah, they're, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very good example. And and kind of even uh, there are more and more people like uh, like her in the market, and uh, and and that's true. And even even large companies are more and more operating like individuals. And you know, one of uh, one of the examples we have a customer like Unilever, which uh, you would say, okay, Unilever is a giant corporation, probably like so bureaucratic, etc. But what they have done, they have launched like separate but very autonomous D2C brands.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and those D2C operations are being run by a small, nimble teams. Uh, and they have a lot of autonomy. They they make their own decisions, they operate, they have their separate profit loss, and then they make decisions where to invest time and money, etc. And they, yeah, they operate really as... as Small teams of, of of smaller businesses. So I believe this is just a trend which is going all the way from from like you know creative nomads to to even large corporations which are trying to to decorporate themselves and start behaving yeah. more like uh, getting closer to to, to customers and uh, to natural human behavior and we're becoming humans again instead of being some kind of faceless uh, <laughs> corporations. Hmm. It's
0: it, So, I mean, I was going to ask you, who is the ideal customer? It sounds like you've given uh, two extremes there. Uh, it, it, it sounds like ideally, it's somebody who is looking to, uh, you know, focus more on creative and less on, uh, you know, d- uh, day-to-day sort of menial tasks, putting more into the marketing channel that can be, uh, you know, driven on a... A more intelligent schedule or more intelligent yeah. uh, channel event channel selection
1: yeah it's yeah, so that's that's true and and for us, how we define like formness and like our ideal customers so those who are willing to get eighty percent results uh, while putting twenty percent of effort that's <laughs> um, how we define internally, so we simplify things we we bring uh, the value, but of course if we want to, if you want to accomplish it, like one hundred percent of 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 the results. So, hard hard data analysts uh, go with uh, complicated tools, and then that's that's what you can do for sure. But yeah, our target is those who always have not enough time to do everything, and they are okay of getting like eighty percent of like potential results, uh, like based on the data we have about their business, about their customers, and the best practices we we collect throughout our customer base and then uh, codify and bring into a product. Mm
2: Reed, let me ask you a question. So you're a founder and you've worked in startups. And so I I was curious, you know, what challenges do your customers, uh, you know, particularly your SMB customers um, and the startup space? What what is similar? What is dissimilar um, uh, for the challenges that you're facing versus some of the ones that some of your customers are facing?
1: Yeah, so um, that's probably you know running or starting any business. There are a lot of a lot of similarities here, and 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 that's that's for sure. And uh, of course, once talking about so probably like from the business side, we we have a lot of different uh, similar challenges. So and probably the key challenge is really finding product market fit. To to if if you are. Uh, Building something unique, so really to find who is, is, is willing to use your product, is there a need in the market for the product or service you're offering? So I would say this is this is probably the biggest challenge which any business mm-hmm. has to overcome at the initial phase. If, if we're talking uh, uh, about marketing, so... Um, so probably, again, retention is, is that huge similarity as for our customers who are e-commerce businesses, as they have already emphasized, like it's way cheaper to retain existing customers uh, comparing to acquire new ones. For us, as a software, as a service business, as a SaaS business, it's exactly the same. Uh, we really love seeing our customers spending years and years with our platform instead of trying to acquire new ones uh, every month while losing all the ones. So... Kind of focus on existing customer base and their retention and their repeated purchase. I believe that's uh, that's a huge similarity as well. And 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 personally myself, I believe that this is a a, a huge uh, potential success factor for for the future. Just you know, have happy customers and uh, solve their either problems if you're serving businesses or like bring them some joy if you are, if you are selling for. For end customers, that maybe you're selling something which is creating some joy for them, which is, which actually um, what makes them smile. <laughs>
0: wow. Uh, okay, uh, making people smile through more automation. I, I love this idea, uh, Brian. We have a lot of ground we're going to cover in this series. What What are some of the other questions that you anticipate that we'll be answering uh, with more interviews here?
2: Yeah, I'm super excited. Um obviously we're gonna be talking a lot about how to use automation to get more done with less. Um and I'm really excited, you know, looking ahead, like you mentioned to Chicky and uh Toek Chocolate and uh, you know a, a bunch of other merchants that I think are gonna have really, really, really cool things to say, naked and famous. Um we we are also gonna ask questions like, you know, how do you build a marketing budget while maintaining a healthy margin? How and when should I start a partner with agencies or consultants? And how can I retain my existing customers and keep them coming back for more? These are questions and and many more like them that we're going to be diving into with just an incredible set of merchants. And I'm really looking, really, really looking forward to these conversations.
0: Reedus, I will give you the last word. Any other thoughts uh, or advice that you might have for listeners who are embarking in this journey for the first time or, or, you know, are part of a new initiative inside of their larger organization who, you know, are trying to get uh, more done with less?
1: um start small i would say for those who are mm. starting and uh and then and, and, and then go from uh, from there uh i've seen i've seen kind of uh many many times doesn't matter if it's e-commerce or other kind of businesses doesn't matter if it's about the launching a product or starting marketing campaigns automating things we sometimes we i mean human being we convert uh, convert it into very very huge initiative, so huge projects. So I'm a huge fan of uh, iterative approach, of agile approach. So you just start doing things, start small, and then you uh, take from there. And you mm. learn a lot of lessons uh, down the road. And then and, uh, each, each other step you make uh, brings you to a closer to, to the dream, whatever you want to to launch <laughs> and to accomplish. Well said. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ritas for joining us. Thank you for uh, starting on this journey. This series is going to be amazing. It'll be uh, such a, a, a great time to hear from businesses of all sizes that are learning how to do more with less. Well, thank you so much for Ritas to join us. And thank you for listening and getting started on this four-part series. I want to know, what are you doing to automate the next level of your business? How are you going to engage with customers and do more with less? Drop me a line. Let me know how you're doing that at hello at futurecommerce.fm. If you want more step-by-step, this is the fourth season. You can go back and listen through the whole of the archives by visiting futurecommerce.fm slash step-by-step. And as always, we want to thank our sponsor, our partner in OmniSend, who is helping you take your automation to the next level. I want you to give them a visit and get your marketing on autopilot. Do more with less. And you can do that right now by visiting OmniSend.com slash future commerce. That's OmniSend.com slash future commerce. Stay tuned for Tuesday's episode, our very next episode, where we sit down with Bezad Trinos, who is the chief denim otaku at Naked and Famous Jeans. It's going to be an awesome listen. I can't wait for you to check it out. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to Step by Step, and we'll see you in episode two of season four.